When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, good morning slash afternoon. It is Talking Cop. We're here for a little match reaction show. I'm your host, Matt. I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Kevo Sullivan, Chris Brack. It has finished at the Etihad, a quote-unquote electric Etihad before the game. 1-1. Kev, how did you like Yeah, it was electric, all right. Kev, how did you uh, how did you like the twelve thirty post international break kickoff match today? Get used to it, aren't we? It's um, look, it it was the, the game, the atmosphere, everything was flat, wasn't it? You know, it was it was a good game to watch. If you're a neutral, you'd have enjoyed that. That was some, that was some really high level football from both sides, and it was it ended the draw. Anytime you go to the Etihad and you come away with a point in the league, you're happy with that. There are they're a phenomenal side in the league at home. Uh, their record speaks for itself. They were on the verge of breaking a record that stood for over 100 years today. And that's kind of gone there, which is cool. But, yeah, look, we take the point and we'll see where it stands us down the road. But it was important to get something out of, t- out of today more than anything. You know, it came at a price. You know, t- it, today could, looks like it's come at a, at a big price. But... I'm happy with the draw. Happy, very happy with the draw. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know about you, Chris. I'm sure you were part of the uh, overwhelming majority of Liverpool fans that would have bitten off the proverbial hand for a draw at the Etihad. Yeah. I would, I would, because it's this way around. Uh, if you've got to be in a title race, you know, you, you need to take probably three points off City over the two games. But we've always normally been going to the Etihad near the end of the season where it's a bit more, it has to be a win. Whereas we've now put us in a nice position where we maintain this level, you know, we're making City come to Anfield and you have to win at Anfield, which you know, the record with Pep is it will once at Anfield, you know, top record he's had, he hasn't won at the Etihad against Pep apart from the Champions League. So all in all, I think, you know, I think it's a, it's a, a really good point. You know, we can't really... Um, we could, we, we'll go together. We could be critical of, you know, some of our attacking play, you know, some sloppiness, which got City in. But when you're away at the Etihad, you've got to have to ride your chances. Right? Your keeper needs to have a good game through the sticks, which actually I thought Ali did. I think footwear-wise, we can question a few things, but I actually thought Ali had a good game. And everyone had to be solid. You know, I think everyone was at least a six six or seven out of ten or better. Even the quiet ones, like Jones was quiet, 
but he was doing the cog in the machine job. So I'm happy. If you give me a point beforehand, I'd have been more than happy with that. A win would have been perfect, but you know what? The key thing to remember is, I think it's the thing fans need to look at, is mm-hmm. look at how Pep and City reacted at full time. They were pissed because they're like, mm-hmm. we should have been four points clear of these. We don't want these bastards close to us because we know what shit it'll cause. And I think they've all realised, oh, this could be what this could be one of those it's on again moments. And we're all like, oh no. So you can see the fear because if that was they didn't seem as arsenal losing to Arsenal, did they? They were annoyed, but you, you weren't seeing kick it off and losing the shit. They're losing the shit because they dropped 2.0. Mm-hmm. You could even see the uh I don't know if fear is the right word, but just Pep's reaction when the eight minutes of added time went up and he was just completely befuddled as to where it was coming from. And I felt that that was him showing he was a little bit scared that we were going to go and nick that game and take all three points from him at the end. But uh, yeah, so I mean, let's get back to the very start. Uh, I don't know how you guys felt about predicted lineups. I was about one off. I thought Ibu might get drawn back in, but uh, Joel Matip, who will come up in the course of the show, we will have to talk about Joel Matip's performance. Uh, we go with Allison and goal, Trent, Matip, Van Dyke, Simicass, a midfield three for the first time in, we got to be about eight or nine games now of Sabasly McAllister and Curtis Jones coming back in. Mo Salah, Darwin Nunez, and Diogo Jada start up top for us again. I like that team, Kev. Uh, how about you? How did you feel about that lineup when you saw it? Yeah, I was fine with it. Um, the one thing that I thought with uh, Kanata is, look, we don't know what the in- what his injury situation is. Um, we don't know how available he really is at the moment. And Joe Matip is what it says in the team. He's got experience. He knows the role inside out. He knows what's coming as well. You know, there isn't any surprises in um, the City players that Matt won't have seen, apart from one um, in Jeremy Doku. But in general, the the lineup was fine. Uh, Curtis Jones coming back in for his first game in in a good while um, was was a, you know it's bad enough that you've got players coming off the international break. That's that's one thing, but at least those players have played have played minutes. Curtis hasn't played meaningful minutes in the league now for it seemed like forever. You know that that suspension just kept because it coupled in it jumped into the international break, just kept going and going and going. Um, Sorry, Kev. I think it said it's his first. I think it said it's his first start in Spurs, which I think was September. Yeah, quite, that's what I mean. Wow. It's quite wild, isn't it? It is three games, but it, it just feels like an awful lot longer than that. Um, he was he was my worry. Uh, more than anyone, because if you don't have minutes, in, and it showed in in patches in the first half, if you don't have minutes in your legs, then sit, you can get found out in that ground very quickly. So that was my only real worry. Um, Jota over Diaz wasn't really a surprise. Um, Jota's in really good form. He had a good international break. So did Diaz, to be fair to him. But, you know... It's a it's a horses for courses type of type of pick because I feel that Jota probably works harder coming back the other way. And if you need, if your game plan is when you look at City's bench, you know that that starting eleven for them is more or less going to have to do the ninety. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. if your game plan with Klopp is look stay in the game for an hour and then you can make changes and have a Luis Diaz coming on against the tiring side, then you know you can make a good argument for that. And that's yeah. how it played out, to be fair. 
It's that's 100% how it played out. And I would agree with that. Uh, Chris, any surprises in that lineup for you? Were you thinking maybe Gomez at left back or, uh, cause I know how much um, you hate all Greek people. I know he was good today. He was. Give, give me, give me, he was good today. No, I was over the impression if Sinecast was playing, you would probably play Jota and Jones. I think Jones is better defensive cover than Gravenberch. Gravenberch is better if you also want to carry the ball, which when he came on with half hour to go, you know, if the game's open up, it's perfect for Gravenberch to go on. You need if you're gonna start Jota, you have to start Simicast because you need you need a wide option. And Simicast will give you that a natural wide option. If we were to start Gomez, who I still think is better defensively. But he's going to go. Up, he's going to beat him on the outside and whip it with his left foot. Then you would have to start Diaz. I think that's probably where we got it wrong against Luton. Is we had too many lads, Jota, Gravenberch. They all want to cut in because onto the strong foot. So that did give us more balance. So I was fine that I would have started Canati, but as Kev rightly pointed out, he don't know how fit he is, and he don't know, you know, how much training. I mean, that training session he did that might have been interesting. Done, you know, which yeah. is quite a concern to put at the end. But also, if I'm being brutally honest, uh, Matip's in form. So why why would you drop? Apart from Toulouse away, or let's be fair, everyone was shite in that. Um, Matip's not let us down, so you kind of have to let, let go. I thought he handled Harland in general pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. But also, as Kev said this to me, and, and he's right, and it's, it's on, uh, our good old friend Mr Paul Merson went, I can't see anything that a City win. Um, I don't know why you started Matip. I don't know why you started Jones. I don't know why this is the lineup that people picked. Uh, they've got no chance. And I was just like going like, clearly Sanderson doesn't watch. He doesn't watch Liverpool or watch any sort of football. Going, Joe Matip has been in much better form than Canate. If I'm being brutally honest, I think Canate is a better defender all round when he's on form. But I think Joe Matip's been the, the most informed of the two. So no, I was all right with it. And look, and I said to Kev. This is probably where maybe there's a hinge of disappointment for us is if you're still in it with half hour to go, look at the options. We can bring off the bench, we can bring off Gappo, we can grab and Birch. You know, there's loads of options there. And I looked at City's bench and I was kind of going, it's very, it's two goalkeepers, it's fullbacks, it's centre backs, and it's a lad called Bob. Now, this Bob yeah. could be brilliant, but I've never heard of him. Bob, who, I don't know who he is. He's your is, uncle, if you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Which I do find mad looking at that City squad thinking, there's only three injuries. Good players, Nunez, Grealish, and Kovic. And you're sort of going, oh, plus Kevin Bit, Broder. Four injuries. You're going, looks very threadbare after four injuries. And I'm being told this is the deepest, one of the deepest city squads you'll ever see. I mean, yeah. it says it all about the squad. About the, the squad. He didn't bring one sub on. Yeah, I, I, to me, that's that was the difference that's in the telling. game. That ended up getting us the point. Uh, mm-hmm. But to take us right back to the start, I mean, you talked about Matip getting the nod ahead of Kanate, and he has been playing well. Within the first minute, he cleared the ball out of our box twice. Yeah. And it was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, we are in for one long day. A couple minutes later, Trent does well against Doku. That was going to be a run battle the entire game. The entire it was game. And it was I, thought, I thought Trent did – he wasn't perfect. There was a couple of times, 22nd minute, Doku skinned him pretty good. Ali has to get a good hand down on it to keep the ball away from uh, Holland's feet. But other than that, I thought Trent did well. He knew what Doku was going to try to do. And the other guys on the right side, whether it was Sabaslai, Elliot late in the game, Mo Salah tracking back more than I've just about ever seen Mo Salah track back. Mm-hmm. It was like they all knew that they needed to help. They really needed to help him there. And doing that job that Henderson did for years and years and years, 
I, I felt that as a team, we had a very, very good game plan for trying to keep the back door closed. And it all looked to be going okay. Tenth minute, though, uh, to me, this is probably the biggest talking point in terms of our defensive play from the game. Uh, Allison gets the ball, and Shanks I'm it. not sure, Kev, what he's trying to pass at. He just passes it right at Phil Foden, and it was the first of about three or four times where Allison's distribution was. Yeah, he was trying to chip it to um, Costas. He was, he was trying, yeah, he was. He was trying to chip it up to Costas, and it just didn't get underneath it. He got the two iron out instead of the pitching wedge, you know. And um, yeah, he, he Borden got a good shot off. Uh, Ali made a good save, and he's got that in his locker, you know, that with Allison with his distribution. Vast majority of games, he's absolutely fine, and he picks passes brilliantly. And the best thing about him, his best strength. Is when he when it doesn't go right, he shakes it off. He doesn't it doesn't affect him, and he'll he'll do exactly the same thing again, and he'll keep doing it and doing it because he knows it's the right the right way to play. And he had a bit of a mare, to put it in in, in simple terms today. But <laughs> yeah, it, but at the same time, Chris was right earlier on. He made some really good saves, key saves. Uh, at crucial times, and that's that's the day one job. So you're not going to be bagging him for um, the odd loose pass here and there. The, the thing is, and it's it's probably a bugbear of mine with the way that we play, but it's just life, unfortunately, with um, with the way the club plays against Man City. Everything goes back through the keeper. The keeper becomes the spare man, and you swing the ball around the back four using the keeper. And he probably gets too many touches on the ball. Um, I mean, I'm looking there. Allison made 52 passes today. You know that Ooh. that's too many. You yeah, know, that's too many. That yeah. in 61 61 touches in total. That that's too many for a goalkeeper to. Um, I understand what he's trying to do. You know, he wants to draw City in pull them forward to leave the space in behind to go over the top or to try to play through the press and you can get isolate fullbacks and isolate centre-backs one-on-one. It's the right way to play, but it don't have scared the bejesus out of you after a while. I think I think the issue we had was I don't think we did enough uh, movements in front of Allison yeah. and the back four. So he was even being made to hit more risky passes than he would like to or there was just nothing to hit. And I think that's where we probably just didn't quite get set up because I actually thought when we were set defensively, I thought we defended really well. The key was transitions. I mean, that's where the goal comes from. It's a it's a catching transition, which I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of your, your uh, schedule here, Mass. Um, there is an element of we could criticise the defender, which we will do for what what we should do with Aki, what we should do with Harland. But there's also a, a, it's a little unlucky, which is Alisson does what he always does, which is he looks up and looks for that big, wide switch to bow on the right-hand side of the counter, which we do all the time. Nine times out of ten, it comes off and Mo gets us up the pitch. He shanks it, you know, he slips and shanks it, and we'll cut in transition. And for me, Domo should do better closing Ake down and give give him his due. Um, Harlow, I mean, he's now the rep, he's now the fastest of fifty goals in, in the Premier League history. He, his movements getting between Van Dijk and Matip's very very good. The yeah. first touch kills it. That because I watched it first, I think oh, Van Dijk should get round quicker. When you see the first touch, he does no. No one's getting near him because basically, if you go near him, then it's a pen. 
And yeah. It was interesting because I saw a few criticisms of Allison for the goal. Sturridge came up, and listen, I'll listen to Daniel Sturridge when he's talking about finishing because the man knew how to finish. He said the fact he banged it into the floor to make it a bobble, he said, kills it for the keeper. He said, along the floor, he said, the keeper gets that. He said, because the bobble's in there, he said, it makes it, he's got to anticipate the bobble and it, he has to go down a bit slower. You know, that's why Haaland scores what he yeah. does. You know, he's something like 50 goals in under 50 games. It's 48. Yeah, outrageous. Yeah, you know, well, we, did, well, we put it in context, Mo did it in 72 and that's not exactly sloppy. Yeah, well, yeah, the, so. the the record was 65 by Andy Cole. So uh, yeah. Holland beat that by 17 games, which is half a fucking season. So, I mean, the, yeah. the guy is just an absolute, absolute machine. But, like, I feel for their goal, it felt like it was kind of coming. I kind of feel mm-hmm. like that middle 15 of the first half, they were really on top of us. So, to me, the big turning, like, 19th minute, Jones is back defending in our box, and he plays the closest thing to a suicide ball you will ever see to Allison. Uh- Right he along the clear. goal line, he does well to clear Allison. He does that. He yeah, his handling, Allison's handling there was very good. Then Doku gets the better of Trent, and then they get a series of corners, and it's from the third of that series of corners that Allison collects it. And for the first time that I can think of, an Allison slip clearance ends in a goal <laughs> for the other team. It's unusual, isn't it? No, yeah, unusual. But you go you go back about five minutes before that, and Darwin had a chance. Yeah, uh, Darwin had a couple of chances. He had a couple of he had a chance at the uh, early in the first half with the header, and for some reason they gave a foul in the follow up, um, which I thought was a bit weak to say the least. Yeah, but it was a good header. Ederson made a good save. The well, other chance that came along the ground, the other chance that came along the ground to him, where he couldn't get it out of his feet. In fairness, that's the, the difference between him. the two players. I know, yeah. but that's the difference between Haaland and Nunes. Yeah. Haaland drags that through to get an effort off, whether it's a save or whatever. Darwin has to take to he has to drag that ball forward and get a shot off. Um in those in these tight games, it's those kind of things that make the difference. He played well today, don't get me wrong, he did. I thought he I thought he played really well in patches. But that's that's the kind of thing you take a one 0 lead away from home. It, it's a big difference, you know. It gets yeah. you right into it then. But the Haaland goal, uh, the movement from Haaland was brilliant. The, the anticipation that Ake would beat the two players, beat Sabasly and beat Trent, and he beat them well, but he beat them easily. The that's touch, the touch and the touch and hit, the right touch with the right foot and hit was a brilliant goal. And you're one nil down and you're thinking, damn, you know, was that Darwin chance the chance? Mm-hmm. You know, we know we're gonna get chances in the game, but as the game played out, the way the game played out all through for the 98 minutes or what 99 minutes, we never had a clear cut, real clear cut chance that we blew. We had half chances and scruffy chances and you know, if your luck is in chances, but we never got that one-on-one with the keeper, that one-on-one through the middle where Darwin has isolated the centre-back and go at him. He had that one chance later in the second half, but he took the option to go wide. But in general, there was it was either going to be a pot shot from distance or a bit of luck. You know, the, the, that's just how it felt, the way it was going. Uh, give me his credit because I don't even know everyone knows my opinion. But um, we were talking about that Jones suicide pass, and he 
Ali plays it wide. Fair play to Costas because he goes shoulder to shoulder with Foden, out muscles him, and does what we've been asking to do is he bangs his whole body down the wing, plays it into Domo. I think Domo sets up uh, Nunes. That came from some of the frustrations I have with Sumacas, and he did, and he showed a lot of this today, which is what he wanted. They fight a bit of a, a will to win, which was I will do the basics, I'll do them bloody well, and you're not out muscling me. You've got to make it hard to get past me. Uh, I yeah. think Bob was saying, like, still rubbish defending. It is rubbish defending for their goal. But in general, like, I actually thought they put defended quite quite well today. I mean, you're mm-hmm. never, ever going to get a quiet day at the Etihad. Some things we can do. No, it, we all know would... that. You're, you're always going to get chances. There's some things that we could all say they're a bit self-inflicted. And they are. I would say for their goal is probably the only time that we had a total lapse defensively as a team. And that shows you the level that City are at. Because like mm-hmm. somebody mentioned earlier in the show, I threw the comment up on the screen, that this is the most difficult game. This is the most difficult game for any team oh, in the league, with the exception of Man City, whose most difficult game will be the reverse fixture when they come to Anfield later in the season. And that is fucking already setting up to be a juicy, juicy game. These are the current treble holders. This is a very, very good team. They had but- one real chance where we fell asleep. Sobosai could do better. Trent could do better. Matip and Van Dyke could be marking Holland better, but they had one chance and the ball ends up into the back of the net. That's just what happens when you're playing against the absolute, absolute elite. Uh, just so I don't forget it, Kev, you mentioned the header that Darwin had and the amazing save that Ederson made because it was a great, yeah. great save. That came off the back of Joel Matip doing an amazing Joel, Joel Matip. A, a just full giraffe on ice Maisie up the field and like when he got his goal against Leeds to finally score off the end of a Maisie Matip run he laid it off to Mo and he kept going he didn't lay it mm. off and then retreat he laid it off and he kept going and got into the box and I think that deserves to be pointed out because for me at least Matip on the ball today not very good Matip defensively today quite Excellent. good yes so I, I, I do agree, though, about their goal. Like, it's, uh, I think it was Sukbeer there that said it was powder puff defending, and it was. That's just one of those moments yeah. where you just just foul him. Just take him down, whether yeah. it's Sabaslai, whether it's Trent. Hopefully not Trent, because you know he's going to have a constant running battle with Doku all game. Sabaslai should be there and just take the yellow card. Just, mm-hmm. just take the give, yellow card. But you've also got to be quick. You've got to give Appy credit. It's very quick thinking and um, a very quick pass. It's two touches and it's out. So... Yeah. If we do the Liverpool, that's what we're thinking because we're Liverpool fans. That's what we want. If you if this is a City podcast, you will be going. Aki does really well. He anticipates it, takes it, and within three touches, bang bang, it's it's out to Haaland. You know, it's, it's one of those like me and Kev talk about it in our messages to each other. They're the fine margins, but the way we've got to look at this and, and look some of the some of the chat. You know, I feel side of criticisms. I think there's a couple of chat who just go a bit over the top. Um, oh, is that? The, uh, those are the same people that when we win, we never see. But, you know, that's just the way life is. Yeah. But this is context. In April, me and Kev had to do the post-match. These beat us 4-1 without Haaland. And quite frankly, with an hour to go, it was like Pat Liverpool on the head. We won't hurt you anymore now. 4-1's enough yeah. for us. You go back down. You go back to Liverpool. Tails from your legs. Thanks very much. Today, they had to fight for everything. They had to battle for everything. They're killing themselves because they didn't make it 2-0. And you've got to give Liverpool credit this year is we've got nearly all of our tough away games out of the way. Generally done all right results-wise. Um, yeah. I think 
looking out, what big big away ways have we got left where you think, okay, they're not they're not games you expect United, to win all. United, 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 United and Arsenal. United and Arsenal. The you Derby. Know the Derby, Matt, uh, against Everton. Because yeah. the Derby is always difficult for, for us and our record away at the... Uh, not great. And the other one's Villa. Villa away is going to be a ball like Because Villa at home have become a... They're the four big ones we've got left. The rest have all yeah. got loads of big away games to go. All of them coming to Anfield, I fancy as against anybody at Anfield. Like they would fair. City will fancy anyone at the Etihad. So, yeah. with game, got to go back to look at where we are, look what we've done. And uh, SPAD 2007 has just said, it's the first time someone took points off them in, in 2023. They have not lost at home in any competition this calendar year. Or they drawn. hadn't even drawn. Yeah, it was 23 exactly. straight yeah. wins at the Etihad, and I believe it was about to be a new English record, new record for consecutive home wins. And another record for Liverpool that's just come from Jed Ray. Liverpool have still not lost back-to-back games against Man City since 1937. There and listen, yeah. for, a long, for a long period, City were the city of now, but they've been bloody good for a good 15 years now and we still have lost back to back so they hate playing us we hate playing them to be fair yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what there's not a single like, Liverpool we are, fan we are, anywhere. The crypto, we are the kryptonites each yeah. other listen Klopp has the most wins against Pep than anybody now Pep also has the most wins over Klopp these two just they, you know when we're together it's it's not it's we don't like each other so yeah. again we've got to do that now the key to this is we'll come to the rest of it is Back it up next week against Fulham. It's shite get the draw here if we don't back it up against Fulham next week. That's going to be the key now. Win the next two, this draw looks even better. Drop anything yeah. the next two games, you look stupid. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, I mean, before we get into halftime, I think this might be the most important moment of the game. Uh, Ederson plays an unbelievable pass. An unbelievable pass. I don't even know how the ball got into his hands. He took six of our players out with one just laser-guided pass. And all of a sudden, they're in. Foden's got the ball on the right wing. He cuts inside. And, Kev, every time we do these shows, at least once, we say, Allison Becker with a world-class save. Like, if that ball goes in and it's 2-0 on the stroke at halftime, this is a totally, totally different ball game. What a save from our keeper. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Brilliant save, brilliant ball by Ederson to find the space because there's an angle that I that was and what I was watching from behind Allison when you see that ball coming, and it literally went by two Liverpool players a, a foot. By like, it literally yeah. was a it was it was a, it was less than a foot, and it was a sublime pass. It wasn't a long ball. It was it was a pass. You know, it was yeah. a four right on the ground pass, and. The thing is, he's known to shank them as well. And nobody talks about it. Edison has the that in his locker as well, where he, he takes the risks. Sometimes he gets the rewards. And, you know, Allison pops up with a brilliant save. But to be fair, I remember doing shows with, with everyone, really, on, on, on here. And we all said it going back when we first started seeing Phil Foden. He's going to be a thorn in our side. 
for the next decade. You know, he's a ridiculously good footballer. How good was Costas today, defensively? Very good. Not just very, not very just Costas, yeah, not just Costas, but that left hand side. And yeah, Jones and Jota. Cha- Jones, Jota, Costas, Diaz, Gravenberg, Costas, for the bulk of that game, City got no joy down that side. So much so that you didn't hear a, a peep out of Kyle Walker either. Normally when City are, are flying and they're playing with full confidence that there is no risk of them getting hit the other way, Kyle Walker is making the bombing runs on as well. And they leave a 2v2 at the back. They never did. They were always had the security blanket at the back of having the three centre-backs. And I think that goes back to Salah's goal Last season, I think it was last season where he rolled, um, he rolled, um, Cancelo, Cancelo and yeah, got him one, yeah, just one v one with a long ball. Pep never took the risk today, he knew that at one nil, that all it takes is one pass, be it from Virgil, be it from McAllister, whoever had the ability to find that one ball over the top. So he never, ever, ever went for it today. And you'll probably regret it because, you know, this result could really throw us. It, it keeps us well in us. But, yeah, no, credit where it's due. Costa Simicast today was very, very good. Very good. Yeah. it was To me, it was shades how quiet Simicast kept Foden was very similar to last season's Anfield version of this fixture where when the lineups dropped and it was James Milner starting it right back against Phil Foden, who was flying at the time. And we came mm. out of that game going, geez. The old man James Milner really shut down well, the young starlet in Phil Foden well, there. Again, in the Anfield game, we went 4 4 2. And Elliot basically played as an old school right mid in front of him and doubled up. Uh, and this is, you know, I see Jones is getting a bit of a mixed reaction. I don't think he was great on the ball. I think he, he should have done more. I think that's a little bit like sharpness. But I think he did what we liked Genie doing the cog in the machine, the covering back, the, the, the breaking play up. The final ball wasn't good enough, you know, and look, that's probably a bit of a, bit of a you know, sharp, lack of, lack of sharpness. There seems to be a, an urge to, where we can, slide Jones off and say, oh, he's not good enough. You know, he's come back from a little while out. Injuries speak for yourself. Um, I, he's fine. I, I th- I've said for part, I think, on that left side of the field, he's a great squad option. He's a horses for courses player. You know, next week, actually, I would start grabbing Birch because I think if you're playing full, you need a ball carrier. And Gravenberch is a better ball carrier. But mm. you have to keep looking at the clock. He always picks Jones when he's fit in these big games, especially away from home. So he must do something the manager wants to do. It's a system, he's a system player. He's got he's Anthony like, Boyle makes a system player. Yeah. Anthony Boyle makes a great point there. People forget two great teams often cancel each other out. Mm-hmm. Jones didn't have his best game, but neither did Silva and Rodri. Absolutely right. true. I, I'm going to pull because... you up on that, Kev, because I, I'm just going to jump right to. I thought fucking Rodri was fantastic. I three or four times as I'm taking notes through the game, I have written down how is he everywhere? He's everywhere. Yeah. Breaks a, he was going to break in the playoff, but I'm not going to. Joe Jones did that. Rodri you know? is the best player in the world right now. Oh, play, he's play, the best team in the world. Every sure. single team in the world better. He improves every single team. Yeah, big yeah. snipe. Being a snag because I like being a snag, being a wild. Oh, player. he's he's a he's an I, I, absolute I, I, piece of shit, and we're going to get on to that. No, 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 no. no. About Rodri, about Rodri. We'll call yeah. we'll go to Trent goal a bit later, but just oh no, 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 no. Where's, 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 where's the DM? Where's, where's the DM? Where's the DM for that goal? 
The DM supposed to be there to break up play. Where's the DM for the most crucial part of the game? I, I can tell I you, where the I guarantee DM you for that goal. But I guarantee you, I, certain other DMs who play for us, we can see that goal. Our DM is getting dogs abuse in here and getting told yeah. that's your job. You should be there for this. He went. Listen, Rodri, brilliant. Yeah. I am not saying no. not, every every club would have Rodri. He went missing though for the most crucial Rodri, part. Of the game. Rodri defensively today was very good. Rodri on the ball today was me. Bernardo Silva, very good. Off, you know, he, he was always available, moving the ball, you know, kept it quick, one-two touch, shifted right and left, but he was never threatening. I never felt he, like he Bernardo Silva, something's going to happen. Jeremy Doku on the ball, I felt there was a, a real threat. And it well, was that's... never 1v1 where he was stopped. It was always... 2v1, 3v1. It was like the, hmm. whoever got to him first, slow him down and then someone else come and help him and someone else come and back him up. And that's how you dealt with him. And we dealt with him in the well, in the main really well. But he, to me, felt like if anything, City were going to do anything today, it was going to go through Jeremy Doko. 100%. And, um, you know, even Haaland. Haaland had the chance. He had his one chance and there was one bit of play in the first half that he, I think he did really well. Other than that, I thought you had quite game. Uh, the Matip and Virgil handled him really well. You know, um, it, I, I just look at the way we played. We set up to stay in that game as long as possible and to try to open the game up in the second half. And my biggest fear, because we got to halftime, I mean, there was one play, just mention it quickly, at the end of the first half, Curtis Jones was checking back. We were on the attack, and he checked back mm. on his right foot on the edge of the box, and I was just screaming at the telly, "Hit it! Just hit it! Hit Shoot. it!" Yeah, it was. And it's I like go back to. I don't know, if Matt, if you saw. Then. I don't know, Matt, if you saw the pre-match interview the Klopp gave to Sky. Yeah. Right, what he he was talking about was our goals at the Etihad, and he made a point of saying that the most of the time when we score there. It's come from us having possession of the ball for a long period of time, keeping the ball for about a minute, working the player or working the Man City players because they don't like it. They, you know, he's convinced that if you keep the ball long enough, space will open up. And I'm convinced that dirt that our players, Sabazlai especially, and so and the same with Jones, had that in his head. When there were times when Damo should have had a shot from outside the box and he never did. Jones the same. He should have had shots from outside the box and he never did. And I'm sure it's because Klopp had it in their heads, keep the ball, work work for a better chance, and yeah. the chances open up. And going on past experience, that generally is what happens at City. But you know, there were there were he should have had a pot shot from there from at the end of the first half. It was his slot. It was right. Chris is right. It was the Everton, you know, game where he had top bins, coconuts. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was yeah. right there at the end of the first half. I just wish he'd had a. Had a real good pop at it, but and maybe that's maybe that's just a bit of match sharpness, you know. If he's yeah, a exactly. couple, of games in, couple, couple of games in, he goes, oh, I'm gonna take it off, you know. So, yeah, these are the fine margins you, you, you've got to learn for. But, don't know, Matt, were you worried at half time? I was worried. My, my first our telegram group was <laughs> my first, my first note at halftime is not great, but could have been worse because mm -hmm. the last real moment of incident before the half was that save against Foden. And that, to me, really kind of skewed the whole thing of we went into the half with them having a really good chance of doubling their lead. And then that makes the game pretty much unrecoverable from there. Like, it's pretty hard to claw back a two-goal deficit at the Etihad against this Man City team, against a Pep Man City team. But 
it's I thought it was okay. Like I agree with what Kev was saying. There was a couple like Jones had one, Sabasai had at least one, and Darwin had one or two times where he has the ball. He's 18, 20, 22 yards out from goal. Shoot. But he's he's playing the extra pass and trying to look for it. And then City's able to get the numbers back, and we can't quite get the ball back into the middle of the box. So uh I mean, I'm way too confident to ever be worried. Like, it's, I, I thought we were going to absolutely smash these pieces of shit today. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought we were going to win 115 to zero, but that actually turns out as the number of charges against Man City. Yeah, it's close. So, yeah, it's, uh, I got that wrong. But it was, they gave us a, like, uh, somebody was making Rocky analogies. I don't know if it was last night or this morning in the Telegram group, but it was definitely Avo because he's of that vintage. And, it felt like we were taking some punches from them in the first half, and you just have to not get knocked out. And we didn't get knocked out because Allie makes that save against Foden right before halftime. So, you know, you get to halftime, and I know everybody in the Telegram group wants Klopp to make five changes at halftime, which is never going to happen. But oh, it was crap. We had all the yeah, chat. Yeah. It's, I don't think anybody was crap, but I don't think anybody was good. It was brilliant. So you just you just keep yeah. going. You do 10, 15 minutes into the second half, and you see what state the game is in. So maybe maybe that's just me. I I don't know how you felt at halftime, Kev. I was nervous for the first fifteen minutes of the second half because they have a tendency to come out to start the second half and foot to the floor. They can be they tend to be really aggressive when they come out, and if we weren't at it. If we weren't switched on, if we came back for the start of the second half cold, we'd get picked off. Um, but it was the opposite. We started off the second half really well. And we grew we grew more and more into the game. And for about, I think, from the start of the second half up until the changes, we were the better side. We were um, controlling the ball. We got them in. We pushed them back into their own half. And we started to keep the ball. And we looked more confident without being overly threatening, but we started to push them into, into areas where they didn't want to be in. But at the same time, you're also leaving a big, huge gap at the back for players like Haaland to run into. So there's serious risk there. But, I mean, the thing is, then, you know, the game pottered along and the changes needed to be made. Um, I think there were, the when the subs when they happened, injury to Jota looks like a hamstring. Um mm. He that would have been the change anyway, but probably on the hour. You know, I think the change probably came about seven minutes earlier than what Klopp would have made it. But um, those were the two players that were going to be coming on, irrespective. And if you wanted to make, you have to, you can, you only get three chances outside of halftime to make changes. So if, with one injury, it just made more sense to bring bring the two, make the make the two changes, and. From then, you're just, okay, get up to the speed of the game really quickly. You don't have the luxury of five minutes of uh, bedding yourself into this game. And they didn't. They, they looked alive to it. And it was just, we just kept going. You know, we just kept going again. We didn't skip a beat. It was for about another five, ten minutes after that, when the changes were made, we still kept the ball. We still were looking. It, was, it wasn't a tennis game by any stretch. But they were aware, okay, it's it's only 1-0. And we were very aware of the fact that next goal is vital. If they got a second, it was done. Yeah. You know, we weren't we weren't well, let alone getting one back, we weren't getting two. 
or three because of how defensively set up they were. When they got into their block of, which was essentially 5-2-3, because when they were off the ball, they reverted to the back five. Two in the middle of the park, the two wingers tucked back in to make it a five, almost like a 5-4-1 at times. So if you don't get them on the break, you're really going to struggle. Because I was saying it to Chris during the, because the amount of corners that we had as well in the second half, it's easy to forget how big a side City are. Now, normally we're a pretty physical, physically a, a big a big enough side. That Man City side are huge. You know, so unless the unless the cross from the corner is inch perfect onto running Virgil's head or running Joel Matip's head when they're in the air, you're going to do well to get anything out of a set piece. Uh, Chris made the point there about or when we were talking Excellent. that maybe we could have varied the delivery slightly. You know, maybe gone for a short corner once in a while, but you know, we didn't. We kept putting it into the same area. And then it became predictable. It became predictable and easy to read, yeah. It's too close to Edison. I mean, the other thing I would ask, Matt, though, you kept for us, which I thought was very un-City-like. Most of our better chances came not long after they went 1-0 up. When we got caught, we kept catching on the break. You know, we had breakaway goals. We did, you know, we balls them up. But that is very, very un-City-like. Because it used to be, City go one nil up. They shut the game down. You don't get a kick. You don't get near the goal. Yeah, that's partly you never now, get the ball back. Exactly. Now is that partly because how well we've improved, as much as people perhaps have not always seen it, or is there some little chinks in City? Because I've no, I've never been away to City where they mm-hmm. take they sit lead. You rarely get the ball back. Whereas we were still getting opportunities. We, I think, we were just a bit poor of our final ball, um, especially when they. Have their second goal disallowed, which we'll come mm. to because I think that is what's Pep, Pep's lost his shit over. Um, and you know, it's you know, it's a definitely a disallowed goal when all the arrivals are going berserk, saying it's not allowed, he barely touches him before VAR. You breathe on a keeper, it's a free kick. And then, as yeah. Pep rightly pointed out, the Darwin header, Edison saves it, there's a slight bump into a kanji free kick, similar sort of contact to Allison. If you lean into a keeper or touch a keeper, it is always going to get pulled up. Bar or no bar, that would that would always have been disallowed. So cry me a river if you think you've been hard done by, but we all know whether you like it or you don't like it. You know, do I think it's much of a shot analysis? Not really. But you make sure the ref sees it, and that's smart play. You know, it's yeah. quite done by a kanji. And then he kept doing it all game. And the ref then was just like, I'm just gonna blow every time because you make yourself a target. It was quite thick by a kanji. I thought he just made himself a target. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's without massive incidents. I mean, there was no, you know, goals or red cards or anything like that. The the first 20 minutes of the second half was rather full of incidents. So uh, just before we make our first changes, Daku has a one on one against McAllister, and it was one of the most unequal one on ones I've ever seen. He <laughs> oh. absolutely fucking breezed by McAllister. Yeah. He centers the ball to Alvarez. Alvarez skies it over. Then Jada goes down hurt. We make our two substitutions. Diaz for Jada Jones for Graven Birch. 54th minute, just after we make, like, literally the first touch after we make the subs. Simicash just gives the ball right away to them. They cross the ball. Trent, good header at the back post in terms of being there to head the ball away. But he doesn't head it away. He heads it directly back to the penalty spot. And Erling Holland, I don't know how he does bury it, but he skies it well over. 
and it's like, holy shit, we are teetering. That's We've had a player injured, we've made two substitutions, and they've had two shots over our bar in about three minutes. Doku has another one-on-one. Trent does excellent this time against him. 58th minute, this is when I got starred. Because, Kev, you mentioned this. Kyle Walker not getting in behind. In the 58th minute, Kyle Walker got in behind one time. And I'm not sure who played the pass to him, but he was fucking in like a shot. He centers the ball. He's well behind Simicast. He centers the ball, and Virgil van Dijk is right where he needs to be. He is right where he needs to be, and he blocks that out. That's all well and good. We then get a corner that shouldn't have been a corner. It would have been amazing to score from that because Pep's fucking arteries would have absolutely exploded, and we all would have absolutely enjoyed that. The one I want to come on to, though, is in the 64th minute, and I will give you a quote from Jim Beglin, who was the color commentator on the international feed. A bit pathetic is what he described Rodri's appeal for a fucking handball that hits him in the thigh. Rodri shoots the ball. It's in the ass. It hits him in the leg, and he's appealing for a handball. So I was very happy that Jim Beglin said that's a bit pathetic. And that's can I, can I ask a question? Because Kev said this to me. Are we all okay now with squaring up to refs and getting in front of them and intimidating? Because I'm pretty certain there was a directive saying you can't do that. I mean, let's face it. Our guy got an extra game ban for telling the ref to f off. Don't touch me. Well, in oh. the 88th minute, Bernardo Silva got a yellow card for dissent. So and then carried, uh, and, then ca- and then carried on dissent, and then he got pushed away. It's like, well, you know, make her up your own back, lads. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I saw it, and then they said like, VR checks that. Oh, I've seen this game. I've seen this story before. And when you watch the replay, you went, oh, replay. I was, I was, I was watching going, watch replay. All right, watch it. It's going to hit McAllister's hand. That's what it's going to be. No, no. Grabbage comes across, hits his ass, and you went, it's like a bit of a tape missing. And you're like, oh no, that's what they click for. I was like, Jesus, wet man. Then again, but you know what? If the rep would give it, I bet your bar would have just said, ah, it's all right, lads. Yeah, yeah, good process, boys. Do you know what it shows? It it shows to me how how worried City players were at that point in the game because even though they had half chances, we were were growing into the game. And when you see players doing that, you know that the desperation they they'll scream they were screaming for anything that was never in a month of Sundays either he didn't see it and he saw the ball fly it and he thought I better repeal just in case make but sure VAR happened. is looking there's at three it of them. there's three of them yeah, they were convinced that and it's just is this choreographed or something you know yeah. just hit a half time and say look if I if I shout for something you, you all know. come in with me but no look it was just it was a nonsense but I like Nick Black. It was pathetic. I like Nick Black. It was enough. Nick Black's going right. City players are weirdos. It's pretty pretty fair, to be honest. That's a nice way to yeah. um, Short Shortly was... after that, though, City have their seventh corner. The ball gets swung in by Julian Alvarez, who I will say has quite a lovely corner delivery on him. Uh, yeah, he he really knows really how good, to put the really ball into. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Diaz puts the ball into the net after it looks like Allison is extremely weak and just drops the ball onto his own goal if line. If you go, it's it, honestly, it pisses me top. off. It's where it pisses me off if Gary got, oh, you're, you're the groan he does, but it sounds like he's fucking dying and only. Yeah. Um, and he goes, like, oh, well, oh, he might get away there, but you know, I think the keeper's weak there. It's like, you can't touch the keeper. What do you think it's he has his arm on, like his hand is on Allison's arm. It's you're not allowed to touch the keeper. So this is Gary Neville again, and this is what annoys me. And unfortunately, too many of our fan base listen to him. Is 
whatever Gary Neville says, who seems to be the self-proclaimed voice of fucking football, he's not. Listen to what he said. He's self-agenda-driven. It's anything to talk Liverpool down, anything to talk of his own interests. He does not believe this because he spent the whole game slagging off the, man, the person he gave man the match to. That tells you all about Gary Neville. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's the most obvious foul given. I've seen people on social media going like, "Oh, it's barely a touch." I don't care. The ref, if it's that, if it was that slight a touch, the ref wouldn't even disallow it. He'd have just given it and let VAR look at it. The ref yeah. saw it straight away and blew it. You even seen the ref just going to him, calm down. He's probably going, "You pushed him." And you see a Kanji yeah. going, "Oh, so, so, so if VAR wasn't around, they still would have been disallowed that goal." So you know, calm yourself down. It's, a, it's an obvious disallowed goal. Exactly. And before I come to you, Kev, for the second one, I just want to give a shout out to our resident English teacher, Madge Apple, with an amazing pun, making a Rodri for their own back. Uh, Kev, the second corner that looks like it might be a goal where Akanji is deemed to have fouled Allison and he falls over the line. I thought that one was closer. Hmm. Yeah, but still, it's one of those that keepers are and they always have been a protected species and they as they're a mad they're as mad as a box of frogs and they're all daft as daft as a brush but they are a protected species when it comes to when they come for crosses they generally as long as they're not even sometimes when they are throwing punches at players they get away with it but in general as long as they're coming with intent to get the ball they generally will get the benefit of the doubt and yeah, look, I just, I was, I was never worried about those ones getting given, because you just see too many of them over time where where they're disallowed, and even to be, when you listen to the crowd, at at the time, it's like everyone who saw it knew. Yeah, but everyone who saw it knew. It wasn't like the crowd got up. You know, if you think back to uh, Arteta at Anfield when he just pissed off everybody. The crowd got up because they felt wronged in some way. And that didn't happen. It doesn't matter what ground you're at. If the home, if your home fans feel like they've been wronged by a refereeing decision by hook or by crook, then you know the, the whole place comes gets up for at least 10-15 minutes. That didn't happen when those goals went in. They knew anyone who was who was at the game today who saw it knew. They were they were never in a month of Sundays gonna get given. It's yeah. just one of those things. You just got to get on with it. So then we uh, we actually have a half decent chance. What's becoming, I think, our offensive play of the season? Seventy first minute, Mo gets the ball on the right hand side. Luis Diaz makes a run, but also Darwin Nunes makes a run, and Mo plays that what's becoming his trademark left foot side pocket pass. It looks like it's supposed to go to Diaz, but it's a little too far for him. It's to Darwin. It was going wide. Ederson makes the save. We get a corner from it. Gakpo comes on for Sabaslai, which I was actually kind of surprised by because I thought Sabaslai was giving us a little bit of drive in the midfield, but Gravenberch was also doing that. Um, 74th minute, I love Fantasy Premier League so much. I captain Darwin Nunez, so obviously he picks up a fucking yellow card. That's absolutely lovely. 78th minute, we have a break. Luis Diaz has the ball. He just has one man in the middle of the park in Manuel Akanji to beat. And we've got two, three men overloaded on the right-hand side. He puts it right onto Akanji's head, who heads it directly into Chris, piece of garbage, Kavanaugh. They stop the play. I'm not sure how 
but somehow City is immediately down at the other end. And Allison, again, Chris, point blank save against Erling Holland and 26 seconds later. Like yeah. the this this moment of the match is just absolutely massive where we look mm-hmm. like we have a chance. We squander it with poor attacking decision making again, which was becoming a theme for us during the game. They go down the other end, Allison doing Allison things, and then bang, tie game. I think you see the two best keepers in the league. Um Edison to me is the best passer of a ball for a keeper you will ever see. He's probably better than some midfielders, to be fair. For me, that's the only thing he has over Allison. I will admit, if you say who's the best pa- who's best keeper of the ball, it's, me, it's Edison. Yeah. By might. No one's near him. No one no one will probably ever get near him. The rest of it, one-on-one keeping, saves from distance, dominating your box, cap, you know, claiming crosses. Allison has all them down in spades over everyone. Which is why it's always a surprise when he concedes a goal. So we, we probably why everyone assumes he's made a mistake. Everyone probably assumes when a goal goes, oh, Allison should have got that. It's because we expect him to save everything. Because to be honest, 90% of the time, he bloody does. And that's where Allison, you know, that's why we that's what the reason we've got a point today is big key moments, Allison makes the big saves. And that's yeah. that's what you need for him. He's the best one on one keeper you will see. Better than Edison. Anyone, anyone thinks Edison's better at him at one on one is dreaming. So He's boss. Um, the other thing I would say is you've also got to give Klopp a lot of credit here. The subs he made are ballsy subs. Yeah. They are ballsy subs. Grabbing Mitch for Jones makes sense. Like like for like, left-hand side. You know, Diaz for Jota. And then he goes, I'm taking the midfielder on the subs. I'll put another forward on in Gakpo. Gakpo can play deeper. But he basically, four, it was either 4-4-2 or 4-2-4 away to City. Not many managers taking that ballsy risk. It's, most are saying, I'll take the 1-0. You know, you've got to give him credit. You know, you've got to be brave. And listen, if City do get the second, everyone's criticising, going, we were too open, this is silly. But, you know, you've got to say again for Klopp, subs again, help win the game. You know, there have been too many games this year where we've looked at his subs and gone, like we have criticised the previous seasons, rightly going, oh, they didn't really work, or they're just paid by numbers subs. He's being more innovative and more brave, I would say, with subs. Yeah, it's it's to me, it's the biggest improvement on the coaching side of the team. You know, you can speak player for player, especially in the midfield. It's quite obvious that we've improved there. But just in terms of what Jurgen Klopp and his coaching staff is doing, our substitutions this year have been fantastic. And uh, Kev, I'll come to you on that. I mean, seven minutes before we level the game up, the substitution is made Gakpo for Sabaslai, and Gakpo plays a pivotal role in the goal. I'll uh, try to paint a picture for everybody. Diaz gets the ball on the left again. This time he makes the crossfield pass. You know, Ooh. he doesn't pick out a city head. It goes to nobody. Mo has to break his runoff. He comes back and collects it. He lays the ball into Trent, who takes one touch, bangs it right foot across Ederson into the bottom corner. But before Trent gets that ball, the substitute Cody Gakpo makes a run that draws the city, like the city defense by Cody's run hook, line, and sinker, and it leaves the space there for Trent. And, like, this is what I wanted to come on to is we made five subs. They made no subs. We made the subs. Most – we made three out of our five substitutions when we were losing, and we won We we won our point because of our substitutions. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. The, the, the subs changed the game. I'm still convinced that Cody Gakpo's best position is in midfield. And – no, no, nothing I've seen 
from his time at the club has changed my mind on that. And if that means that he's got to be coming off the bench a bit more, I'm all I'm all for it. The problem is now the injury to Jota means he's probably got to be playing up front more. But I love him playing that eight role where he can because he's so strong on the ball. When he when he gets a ball in possession, he's calm with it. He can pick a pass, and his movement off the off the ball is really good as well. He's got a he's got a real brain about about his play. So I think he was brilliant today when he came on. Um, the thing is with the hit from Trent, it wasn't powerful. It was just accurate. You know, it wasn't like um, he stood back and walloped it and hit and hope. That was. It wasn't pure. like his goal against Leicester in the title-winning season, where no, he no, 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 laser beams it in. Yeah, it's it, so, this so, one was just accuracy, pure accuracy. I think it's very similar to the Leicester one. It's technique. It's the, the technique he hits it with. You, you get no idea. That's all I thought when I saw. It. As soon as he hit it, I went Leicester away. That's all that went through my head. Just first time, clean hit. Nobody saving that. Doesn't doesn't have to hit it hard. The accuracy of it, you know. Alison, as much as I've just praised Edison, I don't think Alison saves that one either. I don't think anyone saves that. It's so in the no, corner, it's it, true. It's a great, it's a great goal. And the fact that it was hit early, it probably caught Alison or Edison by surprise. You know, he probably wasn't expected to the shot from there. Plus, we hadn't really done it all game. So look, it was at the time, it was what we deserved because for all of the huffing and puffing City did, they didn't really work. Allison massively. And I don't think either side, when you look at the stats and you look back at the game, mm-hmm. you know, they were at Bar, Bar City's goal, which I think, you know, they should score from, you know, the rest of it was really half chances. And that from Trent in it, that was a half chance at best, you know, it, but it was exactly, I think we, it was what we deserved at the time. What surprised me was what happened after, is the uh, the changes Klopp made, because it just goes to show how much Klopp values a point at Man City with the changes that he made. There were, it would have been very easy for him to just let that side see this game out, you know. But he went no, absolutely no risks involved. He brought on Endo, brought on um, Harvey. And say, okay, we might nick it, but we're definitely not losing this point. We worked too damn hard to get it. So it was, and I'll be honest, my arse was doing kittens at the at the, for the last eight minutes of that of that game. I understand where he got his eight minutes from. To be fair, it was like you know you had two VAR incidences, you had three blocks of subs, you had a goal, you had a couple of head injuries that the Trainers came on. Oh, how funny was that head injury, by the way? Oh, I wasn't going to let it go by, Chris. Oh. I was going to make sure we got it. I, I, I said to Kev, went, what's this ref doing? He said, I'm sitting, I'm fuming. What you stopped the game for? And I went, oh, my bad, it's a head injury. Then I watched it and went, he's barely touched him. And that's one of the things. I love it when someone does a fake head injury. Yeah. And it fucks their own team over. Because you can see them went, that, that was a perfect breakaway. Oh, they yeah. absolutely sucked Lipple up. And hit a gap between Costas and Van Dijk. It was very well worked. And I can and your own teammate fucked you over. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Exactly. I absolutely yeah. laughed my ass up over that. But and the thing that. is, it, it annoys me with football in general. And look, I just for what it's worth, look, it's nothing to do with this game or anything. 
But the way concussion protocols are handled in football are a complete and utter joke. They don't take concussion protocols seriously whatsoever. No. But when you see a player and that happens to them, and they were in, you know, let's not beat around the bush. They were in, and it would oh, have yeah. been no surprise if they'd have finished that move off. You know, but it was one of the few times where in transition we looked really caught. You know, it was it didn't happen often in the game. We marshaled that pretty well for the majority of the game. And I just thought when he blew up, I thought someone has broken a bone here. Someone one of the players is screaming or something. And he's like, No, he's just gone down holding his noggin. It's like which which man. the referee's right, he has to stop it. That, oh, that, he has to stop it. That's the rules. Oh, but when you want you see but then you see a candy bag, go, What have you stopped the game for? And you can see the referee. Yeah. Going, you're holding your head, and then Brazil gets book, and you can see the ref going, He's holding his head. What what, what can I do? Yeah. You know, you know the rules, lads. You've just literally messed yourself up. A uh, little update from Klopp he said, Jota and Alison will go for scan. Said Jota said he felt something, but he said, We'll have to be assessed and we'll have to see. Asked a bit further about Alison. Apparently, Klopp has said, I hope it's not serious, but I don't have an answer, no clue at the moment. Then he's also mm. put, I spoke to him, Alison. And he said he felt it a little bit, um, but we'll have to wait for the scan. So hopefully that would be the answer. Yeah. It's a bit like when James Milner used to fill the hamstring and he'd just go, oh, and he'd just sit down and Milner would be, out, would be back within a week. Because it's like, yeah. I yeah. felt it's a tightness of swings, but it's not gone. Hopefully that's what it is where they go like, because let's be honest, Alisson probably isn't going to play on Thursday anyway. Callum was, was no, going to play. No, so fingers crossed, it's he's back for Fulham or worst case, he only misses Fulham and then we're back for them. Just one, I would say, looks more serious for two, given his history of he yeah. does get a lot of serious muscle injuries. He's a very um, unlucky person when it comes to that. It was a point, a point well earned. You know, when we finally saw it, it was a point well earned, but it was a point that come at a cost. You know what I mean? They they could have been, um, they could be key injuries depending on how long it, how long it happens for. But I was with a minute to go, I, and they had a corner. Allison goes down holding his hamstring. Oh, I was fuck. just thinking to myself, okay, what the fuck is going to happen here? We've used all so, of our subs. Alli- Alli- well, what, what, if it was gone, all right, what would have happened is one of the outfield players would have put on the goalkeeper jersey and been named as the goalkeeper. And Allison would have gone and stood up front and stood out the way. You know, there's nothing he could do, but. So must, you can change your goalkeeper within the game, but you have to tell the key. So you have to identify him as the keeper. So probably would have been Gakpo more than likely because he's tall. Uh, and you know, know what? Gakpo would have been the goalkeeper or something for the last minute. This game he got subbed off. You just know Nunes would have done it. You just know and said, Who's going to go? Like, Nunes got, I'll go, lads. Come on. He's <laughs> just really he's fucking mental. He would have done it as well. No, James Milner would have just appeared out of the crowd and done it because he was always due the opportunity to play goalkeeper oh, for us. At one oh, point, oh, he never had the opportunity. Oh, Jose Enrique, who has played in goal for Liverpool. Yeah. Jump that away in Newcastle. So, I mean, we, we get to the end of the game, and I'm not going to lie. Once we hit added time, especially after they cut to Pep complaining to the fourth official about the amount of added time, my confidence came right back of like, we're going to fucking win this game. We are going to nick something here at the end. Uh, they probably had the best chance. 94th minute matchup makes a big block uh, for us in our area. 
like you said, then we had the corner where Allison goes down. Hopefully that's just a little bit of play acting to waste time. And then with effectively the final touch of the game, Gravenberch, what a ball he plays from the oh. left midfield position over the top. And if only, if only Luis Diaz could have mustered up the, I can't remember if it was his first or his second goal against Brazil for Colombia in the international break, but one of those two headers was fucking amazing that he had uh, on international duty, but just can't quite quite get enough on it, and the game ends 1-1, but I, I'm chuffed with that. I mean, my prediction for the, I don't know, 257th straight week is wildly off the mark because I'm always way too uh, positive going into these things, but that's a great, that's a great point. And then we get to the post-match talking point of what the hell was going on between Pep and Darwin Nunes? He says a ball. I think someone I saw someone say like uh, enjoy the championship decade was I think along those lines. So he'll be in the conference soon. <laughs> yeah, well we've got a we've got a few we've nah. got a few options. Tarek S says he thinks he uh went over to Pep and said it's saw boss lie, biatch, which is a good option. Uh Red Steve, uh constant favorite of the chat in here. He says you'll end up in the National League North, you cheating gimps. Give my regards to Chorley, which is nice. I presume that Darwin probably just said chinga tu madre, which I believe is fuck your mother, something along those lines. But I love to see it because get under his skin. Because if there's anybody who, if you get under his baldy headed skin, he's going to overthink a situation and put himself into more trouble than he needs to be in. It's probably Pep Guardiola. And Darwin Nunes just causing shit with Pep is, I mean, it's perfect. He couldn't be more a Liverpool player if he wanted to. No, it's just one yeah. of those you love it, don't you? I just, just going like, it's what we do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just one of them, like, you know, you you got, you got, I, th I still think we got away with it, to be honest. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think we played well. I think we, we, we defended well for in the main. Our att attacking wise, we could have been a lot more clinical, but we got a draw without being anywhere near where we were capable of playing. So you yeah. take your point and, if if you're given a bit of verbals at the manager at your opposing manager, you can do it once you've got a point in your bag. You know yeah. that's fine. You know you can't say jack shit to him when he when it's um if you if you're after dropping when you're losing. Points. Yeah, exactly, yeah, so. exactly. Uh, so I mean, uh, Chris, who's your man of the match? Who'd you like? Oh, that's a good one. I'm trying to think now. I know Trent got it, but. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Van Dyke. I thought he let. I thought he led defensively well. Him and him and Matthew as a, as a partnership was really really good. So I'll give them honorable mention to Trent. And I thought McAllister all right, but I would probably edge towards Van, Van Dyke. Yeah. Kev, how about you? Yeah, the only right answer has cost us. Um, and the, and well, the well, 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 Chris, Chris couldn't even give him an honorable <laughs> mention. That's how much he. I should have. Yeah, no, I thought Costas played well. I, I, nah, I, the only, I've said it a few times today. He was. He yeah. Was the only the only reason I give it to Costas is because Phil Foden done absolutely nothing, and I think Phil Foden uh, is a proper player. You know what I mean? When you get when you're able to mark that threat out of the game like that, like the way he did, and force Man City to go down their left hand side almost all game. Um, I thought he did really well uh, defensively. He was very solid. Um, gave ball away a couple of times, but so did everybody else. Um. Yeah, he, he was he was very good. I was really really happy with his performance because he would have been the one player when you looked at the starting eleven, 
and you looked at who was going against him, you had the potential of Kyle Walker going around on the outside, Phil Foden cutting on, on the inside. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was very, very good. I thought McAllister did well. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting about McAllister, isn't it? Because um, a lot of social media chat that he yeah, I, he gives the ball away. And mate, I thought, there's a lot of people who actually don't watch football. Do you know what I mean? What's, what's just that like, you told me? Yeah. Forty-four passes, forty-one completed. Not really yeah. giving it away, is it? No, it, it, and it wasn't so much that. It was like he's not going to win many aerial duels because he's only five-four. But no. you know, okay, there's not much you can do about that. There was people at halftime that were saying he was giving the ball away too much and he was 26 for 26 passing in the first half. So it's just, yeah. it's literally an untruth. Like, if yeah. you're 26 it, for 26 passing, you couldn't have played a bad pass. I, I, I'm still seeing it there. I mean, Ju Justin there say we, we need a proper DM. We're not going to get a proper DM because we're not going to play with one. If we were going to play, if we were going to get a proper DM, we'd have, we wouldn't have brought Gravenberch in. Yeah, it's as simple as that. We we, we literally kept would have uh, kept the money and got one in January. General truth though, that. who is the available DM that is similar stylistically to a, a Rodri or Fabinho that is realistic to get? It's not Andre because Andre isn't that type of isn't that no. type of player. You know, he's more of an eight. He can play DM in a two. And a, a if, la McAllister can. So who is it? Who is it? You know, I'll be honest with you. Someone tell me. I if, don't know. If Paulinho was 23 yeah. and he had five he's years on. ahead of him where he's going to get better and better and better, he's your man. What your what your ideal six is, is a hybrid of Rodri and McAllister. McAllister is someone who gets their foot on the ball, turns, plays it, I keeps it simple, keeps the ball turning. I don't agree that Bajetic is a DM. No, I think Bajetic is being groomed. I think Bajetic is being groomed to be an eight, a la yeah, Jones style. I, I think that's. I think that's what he's been groomed to be doing. That I think when he's up to speed and fit again, I do think that's what it is. We also don't know this. this we don't need any eights. We don't need any eights. Well, we will. We will do because we're going to have. We you know, do. The players going to get injured or old, and you're going to move along. Or actually, going to get old. Our eights are all twenty-four and under. Oh, yeah, yeah, old or form. You know, I'd rather have loads of options than none. I don't see Pajestis as a, a long-term six. I don't. I also have concerns about his fitness because he has picked up quite a few quite serious injuries at a very young age. You hope they don't catch up with him. So I don't think it's him. I don't think it's Andre. Polina, I agree with what Kev's saying. If he was younger, we'd go for him. But he's going to Bayern Munich. It's all pretty much a done deal. January, that's that's where he's off. I mean, basically, he should have been there now, but yeah, just they put... It's, Powell, it's, one, it's one of those it's one of those positions in the world game at the minute that I think when you look at going back a few years ago, two or three years ago, it was number nine. There wasn't that mm. many out and out number nines that you'd mm. hang your hat on in the game that were coming available. Now there's strikers for days go around all over the all over the show, and there ain't that many pure sixes. And the thing is, the way this you you watch Liverpool, you watch the actual games played. You look at how many times the ball gets played through midfield. We still have the best, the joint best goals against record in the Premier League. Hmm. We're second in the league at the minute, and a six wouldn't have made a blind bit of difference. I I do not believe that going forward he's going to go out and spend the kind of money that would you would need to spend 
and break up this whole idea of how we're going to be playing. I just don't see how. I I think the money that people think is needed to be spent on a six, I'd almost prefer it spent on a left-back. No, a left-back. Because, I mean, this is a one for another day because we're going to wrap up in a minute. Yeah, anytime you see any, yeah, anytime you see a player having a dislocated shoulder, surgery or no surgery, that's a scary, that's a scary injury for any footballer. I, and, I'd, lo- I'd love to find our version of Ake or a left yeah. side Joe, or basically a left side of Joe Gomez. Because yeah. then you can mm. then you basically got a more defensive minded art- articulate player, which is what Ake is. And then you have two attacking options, which is Costas and Robbo. Yeah. So again, horses for courses, but could also cover centre back. I now who that player is, I don't know. But I think that's probably yeah. what they're looking for. Well, January yeah. transfer windows come in, so we're all going to be well versed on about three hundred and forty-seven players that are coming available in January. That's in right. Everybody, weeks. start watching your techno music back YouTube compilations and throwing your uh, guaranteed to be a success at Liverpool suggestions into our uh, Telegram transfer chat for it uh i think you're both incorrect i think it's without a doubt the man of the match today was trent alexander arnold he scores the goal and yeah i wouldn't argue i would would say four out of five times he won his one-on-one battles with daku and that was the only way that they were going to cause this serious damage was they were going to funnel the ball to doku to try to beat trent one-on-one and trent did well he had lots of help but he still needed to win his battles and i thought he did well for a right back who apparently is allergic to defending he defended quite bloody well today and gets on the score sheet and i have him in my fantasy team so i'm a little bit biased on it but i do think he was i, have, I do I have he was the, straight up man of the match i've got my fantasy i just remember that yeah so uh yeah just before we get out of here just quick updates for anybody that's been watching us and not watching the three o'clocks so we got bournemouth two nil up at halftime against sheffield united brighton has clawed back a one nothing deficit they're two one up at halftime against nottingham forest but it looks like they've had both Ansu Fati off in the 21st minute for Pedro injured and Tarek Lamptey went off for a guy named Hinchelwood, who I've never heard of, but will be worth 150 million pounds by this time next year. Uh, so Tarek Lamptey and Ansu Fati injured again. Newcastle and Chelsea are at 1-1. The other two games are obviously nil-nils and a total, total joy. My favorite comment so far of the day, Wild Dead Wolf says Liverpool for the Prem, 100. I completely agree. If you don't think that we're in a title race right now, then I don't know what league you're watching because we are definitely in it. And there's going to be some real big swings and roundabouts coming up uh, in the game throughout. But we have gone well, well over. And we are all three of us going to get a very, you've been naughty message from Gav for uh, going well clear of the hour in a post-match show. But that's what happens when you haven't done one of these for two weeks. But I want to thank Kev for joining me. I want to thank Chris for joining me. I want to thank absolutely everybody in the chat tonight. You guys absolutely make the channel what the channel is. We have the best chat going in terms of fan podcasts out there. Um, If you can, please, it's still November for a few more days. There's a couple of shows left in November. If you can help out the Shawnee Lawson champion November campaign, I believe we've absolutely uh, smashed through the fundraising goal. But, hey, all the money is going to help charities just – Ah, I mean, mental health is a tough topic to talk about, but we're trying to raise some money for groups that are there so that men that feel that they don't have anybody to talk to can reach out and actually talk to somebody and try to work through the issues that they're having as well, too. So 
if you can help out with that, whether it's with a donation, whether it's with sharing the link to the GoFundMe page through your social medias, or whether it's just through reaching out to somebody in your life and just checking in on them and seeing how they're doing, all that is positive and what we're here for. But the main thing is, is that we've gone to the Eddie Had our toughest away game of the year. We've come out of it with a 1-1 draw. Chris, Kev, anything else before we get out of here? Nope. I think um, on a funny note, actually, who was it? I'm just going back up. Thor with the comment. Jared Braithwaite wouldn't even need to move house. Just say, I think oh, yeah. he could afford a better house mm. if he signed for us. But anyway, that's definitely one for Ron. Well, to get sued, the money. The money. <laughs> that's it. They're, they're going to need it. Maybe they'll get a transfer ban once they try to appeal their 10 points down and they'll take it down to eight points and give them a five year transfer ban. And we can just go in and nip that because, yes, he does look like quite the player. But uh, very interested to see how that gets on tomorrow when the uh, mighty Ev take on the mighty Man United. Hey, did the plane fly over? It did. Did anybody? No. Did it? Uh, yeah, apparently. Did it? The, I, I saw one of the blue one of the blues on Twitter showing a picture of it flying over. Oh, that's <laughs> that's so good for them. Yeah, good work. I hope the banner just said boo. I mean, I, I think the phrase is isn't that called cop out behavior? I don't know. <laughs> that's a different podcast that's right well you can't carry a dog over your head when you're flying an old still uh old old school <laughs> that's world war one biplane so that's his yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks everybody for joining us uh gavin the lads will be back here tomorrow evening for the regular sunday night show but uh thank you for joining us man city one liverpool one we are definitely in a title race and don't you forget it enjoy the rest of your weekend everybody bye Podcast Network.